Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Law School of America. Grounds for divorce are regulations specifying the circumstances under which a person will be granted a divorce. Adultery is the most common grounds for divorce. However, there are countries that view male adultery differently than female adultery as grounds for divorce. Before decisions on divorce are considered, one might check into state laws and country laws for legal divorce or separation as each culture has stipulations for divorce. Grounds for divorce. Cruel and inhuman treatment constitute grounds for divorce. In a proper defense, acceptable differences enable the defendant to have the ability to arrange grounds for divorce. Some examples for grounds for divorce are Sexual harassment Attendance circumstance Adultery Alcoholism Disability Desertion Imprisonment and Domestic violence, including physical, sexual, or mental abuse of the other spouse and or the child-slash-children of the couple. The spouse that is responsible for committing these allegations is required to confirm the correct date and place that the allegations were committed. The reason for the spouse to confirm the allegations is to show proof that the allegations have taken place in the same state. The state then has to have the authority to administer justice by hearing and determining the controversies. Different states accept different grounds for divorce. For example, some states only accept no-fault divorce where other states accept both fault and no-fault grounds for divorce. United States Grounds for Divorce In the United States, each state has distinctive reference names for grounds for divorce. All states recognize some form of no-fault divorce. A no-fault divorce can be granted on grounds such as irretrievable breakdown of the marriage, irreconcilable differences, incompatibility, or after a period of separation, depending on the state. Neither party is held responsible for the failure of the marriage. On the other hand, in at-fault divorces, one party is asking for a divorce because they claim the other party did something wrong that justifies ending the marriage. Grounds for at-fault divorce include adultery, cruelty, abandonment, and criminal conviction. Grounds for Divorce Worldwide Many countries around the world including the United States have grounds for divorce. In some countries, some men consider women as property. Men can have several concubines and wives. If the woman commits adultery, the woman can be executed for the act. On the other hand, a husband can commit adultery without punishment. Additionally, in Native American societies, adultery is grounds, but other considerations are factored into the divorce equation. Those factors, such as laziness, being stingy or temperament are considered important for divorce decisions. In more established countries, a frequent issue of family law relates to what situations occur to create cause for fault-based and non-fault-based grounds for divorce. Recently, more countries and states accept no-fault grounds for divorce and consider more than just numerous grounds beyond the typical breakdown of the marriage. Several legal systems do not want to eliminate fault completely and reserve it in limited situations. Western countries have adopted other types of divorce laws. Some countries, such as Switzerland and Germany, for example, have terminated fault divorce. In Germany a divorce is granted if the marriage has broken down. There is an irrefutable presumption that the marriage has broken down if the parties have been living apart for one year and both apply for divorce or if the respondent consents to the divorce. 
After a separation period of three years, there is an irrefutable presumption that the marriage has broken down, without any comments being required from the parties to the proceedings. In China, divorce does not come as easily as considerations of children such as custody and their support, as well as property are considered for divorce. Nevertheless, it has been recognized for over 1,500 years. Chinese ancient law consisted of three types of divorce that were recognized, 1. Mutual consent, 2. Repudiation 7 grounds for men and 3 grounds for women, 3. Intolerable acts against principles of conjugality. In 1981, the marriage law of the Chinese considered a different basis for marriage in order to prevent a divorce. Marriage had to be based on love, understanding, and mutual respect. With this law, the Chinese government feels the people will be loyal to the nation. In some religions men can, or could, repudiate their wives without cause. No-fault divorce is a divorce in which the dissolution of a marriage does not require a showing of wrongdoing by either party. Laws providing for no-fault divorce allow a family court to grant a divorce in response to a petition by either party of the marriage without requiring the petitioner to provide evidence that the defendant has committed a breach of the marital contract. History In early modern Europe, Prussia took a pioneering role with Frederick the Great's 1757 edict allowing marriages to be resolved on the ground of serious and continuous hostility between spouses, without pointing to any one guilty party. This early example of no-fault divorce was expanded on and formalized with the 1794 general state laws for the Prussian states, which allowed childless couples to file for divorce without giving a ground. The first modern no-fault divorce law was enacted in Russia in December 1917 following the October Revolution of the same year. Regarding marriage as a bourgeois institution, the new government transferred divorce jurisdiction from the Russian Orthodox Church to the state courts, which could grant it on application of either spouse. Alimony guarantees under the new regime were weak until a new family code was passed in 1926. With a law adopted in 1969, California became the first U.S. state to permit no-fault divorce. California's law was framed on a roughly contemporaneous effort of the non-governmental organization National Conference of Commissioners on Uniform State Laws, which began drafting a model of no-fault divorce statute for states to consider in 1967. Australia established no-fault divorce in 1975, with the only ground for divorce being irretrievable breakdown of marriage, evidenced by a 12-month separation. Canada effectively permitted no-fault divorce in 1986 by reducing the separation period to one year. Controversy. Arguments for no-fault divorce. Several studies have looked at the effect of no-fault divorce on divorce rates in the United States. The studies typically find an increase in the short-term rate but little long-term causal relationship. The most frequent explanation given is that the older laws were ineffective and not followed anyway, though there are some differing viewpoints. Economists Betsy Stevenson and Justin Wolfers, based on findings in their research, argue that domestic violence and female suicide decline in states that legalize no-fault divorce. Specifically, they report that states that adopted no-fault divorce experienced a decrease of 8 to 16 percent in wives' suicide rates and a 30 percent decline in domestic violence. They also argue that their research proves that there is no permanent effect of no-fault divorce laws on divorce rates. Stephanie Kuntz, a professor of history at Evergreen State College, states that in the years since no-fault divorce became well-nigh universal, the national divorce rate has fallen, from about 23 divorces per 1,000 married couples in 1979 to under 17 per 1,000 in 2005. She adds that once you permit the courts to determine when a person's desire to leave is legitimate, you open the way to arbitrary decisions about what is or should be tolerable in a relationship, 
made by people who have no stake in the actual lives being lived. A 2010 New York Times editorial said that New York was the only state where a court must find fault before granting a divorce unless the spouses have lived apart for a full year under a formal separation agreement, a proven formula for inviting false testimony, endless litigation and generally making divorce far more painful than it needs to be. Later that year, New York became the final state to allow no-fault divorce. Lawyer L.M. Fenton states that feminist holdouts against New York's new bill don't understand how family law affects women today, adding, It also mystifies me that spouses could still, even in 2010, be forced to stay married to someone who refused to let go. Fault-based grounds usually include mental cruelty, but true mental cruelty has a psychological component that can make it very difficult for the abused spouse to articulate that abuse. More to the point, the abused spouse may be terrified to describe the relationship on paper and testify about it in a court. And of course, a controlling partner will always choose the path of most resistance to whatever it is that the other spouse wants. The state adopted no-fault divorce later that year. Arguments against no-fault divorce The National Organization for Women opposed the introduction of no-fault divorce in New York State because it would allow a party who actually is at fault to obtain a divorce in which alimony maintenance property division would be determined without the judge considering the facts, behavior and circumstances that led to the breakup of the marriage. A paper published in the Harvard Journal of Law and Public Policy, written by Douglas Allen, on the economics of same-sex marriage, argues that the introduction of no-fault divorce led to a six-fold increase in just two years, after a century of rather stable divorce rates. Also, the law increased the rate at which women entered the workforce, increased the number of hours worked in a week, increased the so-called feminization of poverty, and increased the age at which people married. Stephen Baskerville, a political scientist at Patrick Henry College, argues that no-fault divorce rewards wrongdoers, reduces the need of marital binding agreement contracts at the public's expense, and helps women take custody of their children at the husband's expense in many cases where the man has done nothing wrong. He also adds that a ban on divorce will not work, because people will separate themselves and be in a permanent state of adultery or they will create a hostile home environment for the children. Laws by Country United States Today, every state plus the District of Columbia permits no-fault divorce, though requirements for obtaining a no-fault divorce vary. California was the first U.S. state to enact a no-fault divorce law. Its law was signed by Governor Ronald Reagan, a divorced and remarried former movie actor, and came into effect in 1970. New York was the last state to enact a no-fault divorce law that law was passed in 2010. Before no-fault divorce was available, spouses seeking divorce would often allege false grounds for divorce. Removing the incentive to perjure was one motivation for the no-fault movement. In the states of Wisconsin, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Nebraska, Montana, Missouri, Minnesota, Michigan, Kentucky, Kansas, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Hawaii, Florida, Colorado, and California. A person seeking a divorce is not permitted to allege a fault-based ground, FPR example, adultery, abandonment or cruelty. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. Requirements for divorce prior to the enactment of no-fault divorce. Prior to the advent of no-fault divorce, a divorce was processed through the adversarial system as a civil action, meaning that a divorce could be obtained only through a showing of fault of one, and only one, of the parties in a marriage. This required that one spouse plead that the other had committed adultery, abandonment, felony, or other similarly culpable acts. However, the other spouse could plead a variety of defenses, like recrimination, essentially an accusation of so did you. 
a judge could find that the respondent had not committed the alleged act or the judge could accept the defense of recrimination and find both spouses at fault for the dysfunctional nature of their marriage. Either of these two findings was sufficient to defeat an action for divorce, which meant that the parties remained married. In some states, requirements were even more stringent. For instance, under its original, 1819, Constitution, Alabama required not only the consent of a court of chancery for a divorce, and only in cases provided for by law, but equally that of two-thirds of both houses of the state legislature. This requirement was dropped in 1861, when the state adopted a new constitution at the outset of the American Civil War. The required vote in this case was even stricter than that required to overturn the governor's veto in Alabama, which required only a simple majority of both houses of the General Assembly. Methods for Bypassing the Showing of Fault Requirements for Divorce These requirements could be problematic if both spouses were at fault or if neither spouse had committed a legally culpable act but both spouses desired a divorce by mutual consent. Lawyers began to advise their clients on how to create legal fictions to bypass the statutory requirements. One method popular in New York was referred to as collusive adultery, in which both sides deliberately agreed that the wife would come home at a certain time and discover her husband committing adultery with a mistress obtained for the occasion. The wife would then falsely swear to a carefully tailored version of these facts in court, thereby committing perjury. The husband would admit a similar version of those facts. The judge would convict the husband of adultery, and the couple could be divorced. In many other states, especially California, the most popular allegation for divorce was cruelty, which was then unavailable in New York. For example, in 1950, wives pleaded cruelty as the basis for 70% of San Francisco divorce cases. Wives would regularly testify to the same facts, their husbands swore at them, hit them, and generally treated them terribly. This procedure was described by Supreme Court of California Associate Justice Stanley Mosk. Every day, in every superior court in the state, the same melancholy charade was played, the innocent spouse, generally the wife, would take the stand and, to the accompanying cacophony of sobbing and nose-blowing, testify under the deft guidance of an attorney to the spousal conduct that she deemed cruel. An even simpler practice for people living in states where divorce was difficult to obtain was to go forum shopping. This meant one of the parties would move to another state where no-fault divorce was available, stay there long enough to become a resident, then file for divorce there. Nevada was extremely popular for this purpose as its residency period was only six weeks. For some couples, if there really was no problem in settling the issues of their marriage, a weekend trip to Mexico was also an option. Or in some cases, a party deciding they wanted to marry someone else could combine a filing for divorce and a new marriage in one trip to Mexico. As no fault became near universal, the need to use Nevada or Mexico to evade restrictive divorce laws became less and less necessary. Advocates for Eliminating the Showing of Fault Requirements for Divorce Many American lawyers and judges objected to the legal fictions used to satisfy the requirements for divorce, which were effectively rendering oaths meaningless and threatening to wreck the integrity of the American justice system by making perjury into a commonplace occurrence. As early as the 1930s, a treatise on American family law complained. In divorce litigation it is well known that the parties often seek to evade the statutory limitations and thus there is great danger of perjury collusion, and fraud. In many cases no defense is interposed, and often when the case is contested the contest is not waged with vigor or good faith. In addition, advocates for no-fault divorce argued that the law should be changed to provide a straightforward procedure for ending a marriage, 
rather than forcing a couple who simply couldn't get along to choose between living together in marital hell or lying under oath in open court. The most prominent advocate of this position was feminist law professor Herma Hill Kay, who later became dean of UC Berkeley School of Law. At its convention in 1947, the National Association of Women Lawyers, NAWL, voted to draft and promote a bill that would embody the ideal of no-fault divorce and describes its efforts to promote the passage of no-fault divorce laws as the greatest project NAWL has ever undertaken. Other states were slower to adopt no-fault divorce. For example, Pennsylvania did not introduce no-fault divorce until around 1980. California's Family Law Act of 1969 California adopted no-fault divorce with the Family Law Act of 1969, which became effective January 1, 1970. The act abolished California's action for divorce and replaced it with a proceeding for dissolution of marriage on the grounds of irreconcilable differences. The grounds of irreconcilable differences are accepted as true, and can be based on the assertions of one of the parties to the marriage. The Uniform Marriage and Divorce Act At about the same time that California adopted no-fault divorce, the National Conference of Commissioners of Uniform State Laws, NCUSL, appointed a committee to draft a uniform marriage and divorce law for consideration by state legislatures, and the American Bar Association's Family Law Section was asked to appoint a committee to work with the committee from the NCUSL. The initial draft of the uniform marriage and divorce law written by the NCUSL committee would direct judges to grant the petitioner's request to end the marriage if the judge found that the marriage was irretrievably broken, a term which this draft did not define. Since the term irretrievably broken was not defined, the committee from the American Bar Association, ABA, Family Law Section disapproved of this draft of the Uniform Marriage and Divorce Act. In response, the Cussell Committee added a 180-day separation requirement in order for judges to find that the marriage had been irretrievably broken. However, the Cussell Committee also added language to allow judges to grant a petitioner a divorce if there is serious marital discord adversely affecting one or both parties toward the marriage. A further problem with irretrievably broken is that it seems to assume that broken pieces are somehow acceptable if they can be retrieved, even though they are not put back together. The committee from the ABA Family Law Section objected to the ability of a petitioner to avoid the 180-day separation requirement by asserting serious marital discord. In his letter recommending that the American Bar Association House of Delegates not approve the amended draft proposed by the NCUSL, Arnold J. Gibbs, the chairman of the ABA Family Law Section, stated that the Cussell's proposed draft created a rubber-stamp type of divorce procedure. He wrote, The creation of a mere rubber-stamp type of divorce procedure would not be in the best interests of the family, its individual members, and society in general. Copies of the recommendation to disapprove the Cussell's amended draft were provided to the National Conference of Commissioners of Uniform State Laws, NCUSL, Young Lawyers Section and the National Association of Women Lawyers, NAWL. The committee from the NCUSL refused to further amend its draft of the Uniform Marriage and Divorce Act. At the 1974 midwinter meeting of the American Bar Association in Houston, council members of the family law section indicated dissatisfaction with the public image the section was getting from its opposition to the NCUSL's draft of the Uniform Marriage and Divorce Act. In a policy statement, the ABA family law section chose to recognize separation only as conclusive evidence of marital breakdown and not as its unbending test implying that other kinds of evidence would be admissible to establish breakdown as well. The Adoption of No-Fault Divorce Laws by the Other States By 1977, nine states had adopted no-fault divorce laws, and by late 1983, every state but South Dakota and New York had adopted some form of no-fault divorce, 
although some forms were not as easy to obtain as that in California. South Dakota adopted no-fault divorce in 1985. Until August 2010, New York still lacked a unilateral no-fault divorce statute, under New York divorce law, only if both parties executed and acknowledged a separation agreement and lived separately for one year could a judge convert it into a divorce. New York Governor David Patterson signed a no-fault divorce bill on August 15, 2010. As of October, 2010, no-fault divorce is allowed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Canada. In Canada before 1968, the only grounds for divorce were adultery or cruelty. However, in 1968, the Divorce Act was amended to permit divorce for other reasons, including physical and mental cruelty and separation for at least three years. The Divorce Act was amended in 1986 to reduce the separation period to one year, with no requirement to prove fault by either spouse. The fault grounds for divorce are also available. United Kingdom. The current fault-based system as used in England and Wales has been reported in the media as unnecessarily provocative, in that couples have to appropriate blame for the marriage breakdown. The UK Family Justice System follows the Children Act 1989 Part 1 Section 1 which states the child's welfare shall be the court's paramount consideration when a court determines any question with respect to the upbringing of a child. Following years of campaigning by the legal community, the UK Parliament adopted the divorce. Dissolution and Separation Act 2020, with a tentative implementation date in autumn 2021. Scotland, on the other hand, permits de facto no-fault divorce under certain grounds set out by the Divorce, Scotland, Act 1976, as amended by the Family Law, Scotland, Act 2006. One example where no-fault divorce is allowed in Scotland is when a couple proves they have resided separately for at least a year and non-fault divorce can therefore be granted with the consent of the other party. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America